0: Front page headline from NBC uh, MSNBC this morning is uh, dragging Nancy Pelosi for not impeaching Donald Trump. But wait, didn't she impeach Donald Trump twice? Oh, yes, but it wasn't enough because he wasn't removed from office. Well, I don't really know how that's Nancy Pelosi's fault, but I think it's great that people are finally turning on Nancy Pelosi, especially the cultural Marxists in the mainstream media that have been. Propping her and her allies up at the expense of we the people. Who are supposed to be the benefits of the mainstream media's fair and honest reporting. But so much for that. That's long gone. And and you know what? It It may never have even existed to begin with. But now we're about to witness the reverse because... The Republicans now officially have control of the House and they're moving forward with their investigations. And unfortunately, it looks like they're going to start with Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. And there's conversations now of, oh, are we well, we're not really going to investigate Hunter Biden. We're going to use Hunter Biden as the uh, jumping off point to start looking at Joe Biden and what he knew about his son's business dealings with foreign governments, even though he's on record over and over again talking about how he never had any conversations with his son whatsoever about his business dealings overseas. And the more he talks about it, the more he introduces his son's drug addiction as part of the problem and and his son's tendency to make bad decisions over and over again will ultimately take the blame for his inadvisable decisions to do businesses with foreign governments, even though he was fully willing to take 10%. Right? 10% for the big guy. But if you think this is a good thing, and I won't say it's all bad, but I think you need to put the brakes on a little bit. The Republicans may control the House, but they do not control the Senate. So the Republicans in the House could impeach Biden four times and nothing will happen because with the Democrat majority in the Senate, he will never be convicted and removed from office. And this is why I say and have said that the House Republicans need to focus on an investigation of the FBI and the Department of Justice. And their miscarriage of justice against the American citizens. And I'm not the only one who thinks so. I have this article from Just the News. Headline, former Trump lawyer says incoming Republicans need to prioritize investigations into DOJ and FBI. Victoria Tensing said on Wednesday that the GOP should wield majority power in the House of Representatives to prioritize investigating the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Department of Justice, and other government institutions that conservatives argue have become heavily politicized. When asking on Just the News on Wednesday what advice she would give to Rep. Jim Jordan if he becomes chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, Tensing said Republicans should long hearings pursuant to those okay that's a typo <laughs> come on people proofread tensing said republicans should hold hearings pursuant to those goals i'm guessing it's quite an autocorrect <laughs> quote have a hearing and not have the members of the committee do 5 minutes tensing said on the wednesday show the republicans are so bad at questioning but even if they were great they can't get anywhere with 5 minutes and they also can't get anywhere if people like Chris Ray refuse to answer the questions. You don't get any continuity, she added. You've got to have questioning for a long period of time to really build up what the issue was about. She's talking about having a trial. And that is where the article oddly ends. Goodness gracious. Come on, maybe, maybe I need to refresh Nope, that's it. Three paragraphs. No, that's regrettable. So my prediction, the House will investigate Hunter Biden, impeach him. Nothing will happen because the Democrats control the Senate. But certain foreign influences will be discovered, unearthed. And then... China's role in the devastation of our country through these Biden administration policies will ratchet up war tensions between the United States and China because it looks really like nothing's going to happen with Russia. A lot of posturing, a lot of threats. And I think in the end it will turn out to just be global, global positioning. Russia doesn't want NATO states on its border. So by Obama establishing regime change in Ukraine in 2014 through funded feminist protests, It created an atmosphere to NATO, for NATO to involve itself in Ukraine, potentially make Ukraine a NATO state, even though there were treaties between Russia and NATO after the fall of the Soviet Union that said NATO will not push itself closer to Russian borders. And now that commitment has been violated. There's also another branch of the story that introduces the element of these biolabs that existed in Ukraine. And yes, they did. It's not a conspiracy theory, it's not Russian disinformation. Tom Fitton of Judicial Watch reported this information that he obtained through FOIA requests, Freedom of Information. And even though they were heavily redacted, he may be suing for more information. But he did receive enough information to confirm that there were many biolabs that existed in Ukraine that have been operated by United States entities for the last 20 years at least. And they were working with pathogens and anthrax and all kinds of things that no one would want going on on the border of their country. I mean, China's on the other side of the world, and they managed to get their pathogenic mishaps all the way over here into this country and across the world. Deliberately or on purpose, it doesn't really matter. Not anymore. And with the corruption and establishment control of the media, we will never know anyway the free flow of information almost doesn't exist anymore. And that's why everyone's been demonizing Elon Musk since he took control of Twitter. But it's not really Elon Musk that is being demonized. It's free speech that's being demonized. And Elon Musk is just the scapegoat. Hillary Clinton has actually, it's, it's been exposed recently through journalism by Jonathan Turley, that Hillary Clinton has actually been leading the charge in these efforts to take down Twitter and take down Elon Musk by pressuring the companies that were buying ads on Twitter to suspend their ad campaigns, to remove their ads entirely, to try to bankrupt the company, which is resulting in Elon Musk having to lay off more and more people. In my opinion, he's not coming out and saying that, but he is making statements like you better be hardcore, willing to work long hours. Or here's three months severance and there's the door. And that illustrates to me. My theory sort of confirmed that. Corporations really are trying to phase out government to take power for themselves. Have you heard about the kind of work environment that exists at these big tech companies? It's insane. It's no wonder that they always operate at a loss. It sounds like a lot of these places are resorts. I don't know for sure. I only know what's being reported. but they have free lunch, free gyms, free childcare, safe spaces, nap rooms. And lawyers are now getting involved for people with quote disabilities who can't physically come in to work. They have to they have to work remotely. And now you see where this is going. all these people have to do is appeal to the corruption of the healthcare industry to get a note that says they can't come to work. And then the lawyers can turn around and sue Elon Musk. Say, see, this person can't come to work because they have to bring their dog with them everywhere. And you're a big meanie and won't let them bring their dog in. That's justice for you. And this is why the FBI should not be focusing on Hunter Biden. They should be focusing on the Justice Department. The Injustice Department. But I find it pretty disturbing that these corporations that should only in reality care about the bottom line and about increasing profits and about doing the... creating the maximum amount of production with the minimum amount of investment. I mean, that's the way business is supposed to work, right? That's why you feel squeezed at your place of employment. People won't come to work. Ah, you're doing the job of two people, right? I mean, that's honestly how corporations want to operate their businesses. They don't want to pay you 25 bucks an hour they want to pay you 12 bucks an hour but no one will do that job for 12 bucks an hour so they agree okay we'll pay you 25 bucks an hour and then suddenly people start dropping and you find yourself doing the work of three people and going wait a minute I'm still only making 25 bucks an hour you fired these other two guys who were making 25 bucks an hour and now I'm doing $75 an hour worth of work for $25 an hour. So what were these corporations doing with all of this lavish benefit to their employees? I mean, they they had massage workers. You could go oh take a take your lunch break go go get your free lunch and then when you're done there go uh, hop on the table and get a massage. And it still exists in other tech companies. What is going on with that? Well, they want to create paradise for you at at work, at your job. They want to be this I mean they want to represent themselves as this benevolent entity. That's why all of marketing anymore is about love and and good vibes and equality and taking care of people and you're watching this commercial going, "Oh, what wh- what what is this?" Oh, Subaru. <laughs> <laughs> these companies are trying to paint their paint a picture of themselves as these Wonderful groups that care about people and, and, and want to take care of you. They want to take care of their consumers and they want to take care of their employees. And now this system has been flipped on them. Suddenly they find these massive money management firms, namely Vanguard and BlackRock, are using these ESG standards to enforce more and more of this behavior on them in the name of these poor employees that just want to come and relax at a resort all day. They don't want to actually do any work. And the next step is taking place. A a story came out a couple of months ago. Maybe you missed it. From the Business Insider. On September 9th, headline, the scariest economic paper of 2022 predicts big layoffs over the next two years as the fight against inflation gets more intense. Hmm. Inflation in the U.S. looks like it's peaked. Ha, nah, nah, I don't think so. But we're not out of the woods yet. The fight to bring down surging price growth could mean a rough two years for job seekers. A hard pivot from the power they've enjoyed during the Great Resignation. That's according to a new paper from the Brookings Institution. Oh, we've talked about the Brookings Institution. Scumbag think tank which predicts that a high unemployment rate will be necessary to combat inflation. Inflation is typically inversely tied to unemployment. The rule goes when unemployment drops, inflation rises. And when unemployment is high, inflation goes down. Currently the federal reserve predicts the national unemployment rate will reach 4.1% in 2024. But the Brookings team argues that the fed will need to push it quote far higher in order to bring inflation down to its 2% target which it wanted for the end of 2024. We find that this unemployment path returns inflation to near the Fed's target only under optimistic assumptions, the researchers write in the paper. Under less benign assumptions about these factors, the inflation rate remains well above target unless unemployment rises by more than the Fed projects. Because of this outlook, Jason Furman, former chair of the White House Council of Economic Advisors under President Obama, called this, quote, the scariest economic paper of 2022. He wrote in an op-ed for The Wall Street Journal this week that, based on Brookings findings, the Fed will need to be aggressive about raising rates, even if unemployment continues to rise. Running his own calculations, Furman says that, The U.S. would need an average unemployment rate of about 6.5% in 2023 and 2024 to hit its 2% inflation rate target. In August, the unemployment rate was about 3.7%, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And depending on the labor market, he said, or other factors related to the supply, the outlook could be more painful. Among among a few suggestions for the Fed, Furman says it would lower its expectations for the economy, such as aiming for a 3% inflation rate over a 2% one. While fighting inflation should be the central bank's only focus today, at some point the Fed should reassess the meaning of a victory in that struggle, he said. Furman's 6.5% projection is based on the assumption that, in addition to the Fed's aggressive fight against inflation, the labor market will also cool slightly on its own, with job openings falling to two-thirds their number from before the pandemic. He also assumes that Inflation expectations will revert to where they were pre-COVID and that the price of gas will continue to fall. What that 6.5% means is that next year and a half will feature many layoffs in addition to continued price hikes and expensive borrowing. So I want to know, I mean, the, the article continues, but I think I'm done. I don't, you're not meant to take this seriously. When Donald Trump was president, the rate of inflation was uh, less than 2%, below the target that that they're trying to get to now. And the unemployment rate was, what, 3%? 3 3.5%? But inflation now is so high because of all the printing of money that the Fed has done that now they have to take drastic measures. Now you have to be laid off from your job because the economy is still too hot and that's somehow a bad thing. People have lots of money. They're spending lots of money. Everybody's getting rich. Wait, wait, wait. We can't have that. So is that why Elon Musk bought Twitter? Is this Elon Musk revealing himself as the globalist tool that I feared he was because he's he's laid off what has he laid off like ten thousand people now didn't it start off at seven thousand and now another three thousand are are resigning today because they say he's got to come to work Facebook's laying off people too c n n is laying off people too did they create these? Paradise places of employment to attract all all of these employees so that when this inevitably happens, they could stop the inflation by laying off thousands of of people and jacking the unemployment rate up to 7%, which is about where it was at during the the Obama administration. I mean, we made it through that just fine. Or did we? How long has this plan been in the works? How long were they preparing for this global pandemic coupled with the Chinese propaganda campaign to shut everything down and cripple global economies and create a disaster for us and our kids moving into the future? How long? Hey, thanks for hanging out. We made it. Welcome to Friday. Hey, please share the show, leave me a nice rate and review, and have a great weekend. I'll be back. Goodbye.